Okay, welcome on in to the AI Podcast Week 45, Part 1, Austin Coates, live in Kansas City, Missouri, as always, joined by Isaiah Sanders in Nashville, Tennessee. Isaiah, how are things going for you today? Going pretty well. Excited to talk about some Week 7 action here. For sure. Um, we'll, we'll get right into it. The Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, coming off a tough loss to the Buffalo Bills this week are going to be on the road out at the San Francisco 49ers. And if you thought the Chiefs were going to get a little bit of a break as it pertains to uh, quality of defense that they're playing, boy, are you wrong because I think that the San Francisco 49ers defense, although they're not the number one ranked defense like the Buffalo Bills, um, they are certainly up there, and it's going to be a formidable task, much like that Super Bowl a couple of years ago uh, with that defense that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense are going to have to take. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, this will certainly be a good matchup. Um, the Niners actually lost this past week to the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons um, dominated uh, the Niners through True, they were nine for fourteen on third down, um, and really played a great game. Marcus Mariota had only one incomplete pass on the game. They ran for 168 yards. They were three for three in the red zone, um, and the Falcons just had a great game plan. They also got the benefit of a couple turnovers by the Niners, um, but Falcons hot team, um, but. What we learned really about the Niners here that I want to talk about is the teams can run the football on them. And uh, I think the Chiefs are going to need to lean into that a little bit here against the Niners because um, they do have a pretty good pass rush, um, even if they are missing, I believe they're, yeah, they're missing Nick Bosa right now uh, with an injury. And so they still have Fred Warner on this defense. Um, and they're just a really well-coached unit overall. Um, but this will be a great matchup. Um, I like this matchup a little bit better for the Chiefs than I did um, against the Bills, even if they still have some pieces offensively that could give us trouble with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Um, and this Niners team has played fantastic overall, giving up only 14 points per game. Um, but, I mean, they've lost the Bears, they've lost the Broncos, and now the Falcons. And it wins against the Seahawks, Rams, and Panthers. So I don't really know what to think of this Niners team right now, to be honest. Yeah, they haven't really played anyone that is, like, above and beyond what they are. Um, mm-hmm. All of their opponents have kind of been in that same – uh, spot of the pecking order, if you will. Um, but I agree. This defense, while they're still good, they're a little bit of a downgrade from from what we just saw this past week. Um, but what I will say, and to your point about the running the ball strategy, um, I would love to see Isaiah Pacheco more this coming week. Um, and I don't know about you, but he just runs with a purpose that is it's different than what we see from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
It's different from what we see from Jarek McKinnon, although it more closely resembles what we see from Jarek McKinnon. He is just a downhill runner. I'm not I'm not quite sure why, you know, we saw limited action of him this week. So not really quite sure why we're seeing so little of a guy that is, you know, running so hard. Um I don't know if the Chiefs are, are saving him or what, but I'd like to see some more utilization there of Isaiah Pacheco. But I think that where the Chiefs may have an advantage, believe it or not, in this game is going to be their defense. Not that they're going to outplay the 49ers, but let's be real. Jimmy Garoppolo is no top-tier quarterback. And the Chiefs... Uh, just got done playing Josh Allen. They just got done playing Derek Carr, who I would rank higher than Jimmy Garoppolo. And they just got done playing Tom Brady. So out of the last four games, with the Niners game being included, this is the worst quarterback, you know, that they're going to face out of that bunch. So I think that the Chiefs can have a real... Um, leg up in that regard. And hopefully, you know, this will be something that will help this team to victory this week, because let's face it, we don't want to, we don't want to fall back to four and three. Um, we would like to, to go into our bye week at a uh, five and two atop the AFC West. So what do you think about that? Yeah, he's definitely the worst quarterback we've seen, and I think it's going to be huge in this game. Chiefs get ahead early because this is an Irish team that can run the ball very well, and so it'll be huge if they get some stops on first, second down and force Jimmy Garoppolo in his passing situations because if they can uh, get the Niners in the third and long, I think that's where Spags is at his best is in those third and long scenarios. Um Jimmy's not gonna make defensive he's not gonna make defensive line, linebackers miss. Um they can get home, they can get some strip sacks, could even force Jimmy into some bad throws. Jimmy's got kind of a pension for turning the ball over at times. And so if the Chiefs can get ahead in this game, I think uh, this could turn into a blowout potentially. because um, this Chiefs team can force some turnovers. Yeah, that'd be the hope. And um, we'll see what happens, of course, moving forward. The Chiefs have, have forced you know quite a bit of f- uh, more fumbles. They have one interception on the year, which I'd love to see that change um, and pick up. But I'm not optimistic there. It looks like Trent McDuffie will probably play this week, and we'll get our first real good look at him. And hopefully he can stay healthy um, because despite his lack of experience, I think a player of his caliber. He's a first round draft pick for a reason. Yeah, we're going to need him down the stretch. I mean, and dare I say, we're going to need the new number 49 on this team, which is Rashad Fenton. Uh, we're going to need him down the stretch too. And we're going to need him to play well. Um, I think our, our, uh, greenness at the, uh, cornerback position really showed its face in the game against the Bills, um, you know, to our detriment. And so hopefully moving forward, we'll be able to kind of move past these early weeks and uh, look look forward. Schedule gets a little bit easier in terms of 
quality of quarterback that we're going to face moving forward, and this is just the first step. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into the picks of the week. And uh, this week is pretty slim pickings in terms of games. You and I were talking about that beforehand. Not a whole lot to write home about, that's for sure. Um, So first, let's get to this game that's a Sunday noon kickoff. Falcons and Bengals is a real crucial game for both teams. Um, The Falcons are 3-3. The Bengals are 3-3. Both sit tied for first in their divisions as it currently stands. Yeah, this should be a great game. Um, The Bengals uh, have not played as well as I'm sure Bengals fans were hoping to start the year. They are three and three right now. As you mentioned, they pulled one out this week against the Saints. Uh, Got a late, huge touchdown there to the Jamar Chase. Uh, They got a few losses to the Steelers, Cowboys, the Ravens, um, and they're... They're favored in this game, as they should be against the Falcons. But this Falcons team, you know, they played the Buccaneers close. And they just got a win against the San Francisco 49ers. And they can really control the clock by running the ball. I'm going to take the Falcons to go in and get an upset. I think Marcus Mariota's played really well this year. And I think the Falcons can get some big runs um, and possibly get a turnover two against this defense. They have an outstanding corner um, that can match up with Jamar Chase in this game. Um, sorry, his name's for AJ Terrell. Yep, AJ Terrell. So they actually have they have a decent secondary, even if they don't have much of a pass rush. But uh, just a couple guys that can get back there uh, a couple times a game. And I think the Falcons can do that. Um, Young Lake, who's an excellent kicker, and this could be a field goal game. And so I like the uh, Falcons to go and get an upset here. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but um, something tells me that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are starting to to get in step with each other. And we saw what happened down the the stretch of the season last year with that. Um, But I think this one really could go either way. Um, it's kind of dependent upon which Cincinnati Bengals team shows up, to be honest with you. Um, moving on to the Jets and the Broncos, our favorite. Um, yeah, so I will laugh so hard if the New York Jets move to 5-2 and two and go into Denver and beat the Denver Broncos. Um, and I think that, you know, given the play of the Broncos, it's possible. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the Jets are actually 3-0 and on the road to start the year. Uh, they've won some ugly ball games um, this year. Going to Pittsburgh and win. They get a big win against Miami at home. Um but, I mean, this, at the very least, is a competitive team. And the Broncos, 15 points per game. We'll see if they can improve that tomorrow night. But uh, I hate how the Broncos are playing right now. Um, they do have a decent defense. Um, and that's what's 
honestly the only thing keeping them in games um, is their defense because Russell Wilson and company just are not not getting it done. They're not finishing drives. Wilson has three picks on the year. They can move the ball a little bit, but that's going to be even more difficult now, missing Javante Williams. And so I'm feeling saucy this week. I'll take uh, Sauce Gardner in that defense um, and the Jets go into mile high. They're uh, sitting at 5-2 and two somehow. I guess I should take myself off mute. That's like a uh, throwback to uh, 2010, like the Mark Sanchez days. I don't know the Jets have been that good since since then. Um, but you know what? I'll ride with you there because I can't I can't stand you. You and I both. I think we kind of feel the same about Russell Wilson at this point. Um, last game of the week that we're going to talk about here. Like I said, slim pickings for the matchups, folks. Um, the Seahawks and the Chargers. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a, it could be a shootout. Geno Smith, I think is overperforming, um, for what the Seahawks maybe thought he was going to be. Uh, and I think, you know, they don't regret trading Russell Wilson at all at this point. I mean, they're basically in the same position that they've been for the last couple of years. Oh, not at all. And I mean, this Seahawks team got a win at home against the Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals have played uh pretty terribly to start the year but they lost seahawks lost for job penny and didn't miss a beat on the ground uh kenneth walker comes in uh runs for almost 100 yards broke off a long one 34 yarder and finishes with a touchdown uh, um and so we, we've now seen the seahawks team uh win in multiple ways because they they won this one with their defense more so than um their passing game i mean Metcalf and Lockett didn't even, they combined for just over 50 yards through the air. Um, Noah Fant was much more much more of a feature in this game for the Seahawks passing offense. Uh, they sacked Kyler six times uh, this past week. So we saw uh, their pass rush and they first they got a pick off of him. And so they typically have been winning shootouts, but here they win kind of a defensive battle a lot of field goals and one touchdown. Um, but matching up with the Chargers, I think is a different story. Um, Justin Herbert, you know, I've talked about him a ton on this show. He's an excellent quarterback, and they might get Keenan Allen back for this game. We'll see. Um, but I think the Chargers offense will just be a little bit too much, even if um, both these defenses are giving up exactly 27.2 points per game. I think the Chargers number will be a little bit better uh, after Monday night when they should go in and beat Denver. So I will take the Chargers here. Yeah, I I agree with that one as well. And I just want to leave you with this here. Broncos country, let's ride. As forever going to be one of the all-time drops uh, that anyone can play. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I did remember what I was going to talk about for the final play, and I think you're I think you're going to like this. Um, so can't wait for that. Let's hear it. But now, before we get there, it's yep. time for our pick yep. of the Chiefs game. How how could we forget? This is a Kansas City sports podcast. We're about to just move <laughs> right past it. Um, Chiefs and 49ers, uh, Sunday, three twenty five p.m. 
uh, presumably on Fox, I would guess. <laughs> and um, you know what? Yep. This week, for me, it's about riding the ship a little bit. I don't think the Chiefs played terribly against Buffalo. I just think Buffalo is the better team that day. The quarterback play was more clean from uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, I like the Chiefs to go out here and win this one. I don't, I don't want to say comfortably because I don't believe there's quite such a thing as a comfortable win in the NFL unless it's a blowout. Um, but I think the Chiefs can probably win by at least 10 points in this game. Now, if they come out, nice. and this is this is kind of how I feel about, you know, when the Chiefs went to Indianapolis, I think I said something along the same lines. If they if they come out slow, be ready for a dogfight. But I think the Chiefs can get the job done next Sunday. Yeah, I definitely think that the Chiefs will pull out a win here. Um, I think they could actually go into San Francisco and dominate. Uh, we'll see if Trent Williams is back. That could have a huge impact on this game. Uh, the 49 star left tackle. If he's available, that could be a game changer um, for them in the running game. Uh, but they had Mike McGlinchey, their other tackle, leave the game against the Falcons. They had Charvarius Ward leave the game with a groin injury against the Falcons. And so this 49ers team is pretty banged up. Um, and I like the Chiefs to go into San Francisco, like I said, they can get up early in this game. Um, the Niners missing Nick Bosa, the men all night along that defensive line. Um, and even Jason Brett in the secondary. So I just think this Niners team is a little bit too banged up. They don't have a great win. And I think the Chiefs can get after him. Yeah, and uh, let me let me see this before we get to the final play. You know, it's real convenient that uh, Charvarius Ward is going out with a groin injury right before he faces his old team. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, He doesn't want any part of this. And you know what? The Chiefs are getting ready to go into their bye week, too. Uh, So it'd be something to go into the bye week 5-2, and getting ready to play Tennessee following the bye. Um, But we'll see how it goes. So come back next Monday, and we'll, we'll tell you all about it. And now it's time for the final play. And I told you I remembered what I was going to talk about. And it is this. Why does the NFL scheduling committee and all these people who pick when games are going to be on primetime hate the American public so much? Um, We have had terrible games on Thursday night, aside from the Chiefs and Chargers game. Um, But I specifically want to key key in on the Denver Broncos being in primetime games. It is week six. They've played five games. Obviously, they play Monday night. Newsflash, everybody, we're recording, and it's Sunday night. Okay. So the Denver Broncos play Monday. They have played a Thursday night game, a Sunday night game, and a Monday night game. So three of their five games are in primetime, and they have all three been some of the most god awful football games i have ever seen that one against the colts is probably i mean i didn't even watch the game i just followed it on twitter but from what everybody was saying it was a top five worst primetime game of all time i mean (laughs) it was 12 to 9 or something like that and then that game on sunday night football against the 49ers albeit the broncos ended up winning uh, it was a terrible game too. So 
and then they open the season. Yeah, we got to do. Oh man, we got to do something about this. Let's yeah, post it on Facebook. Let's get the petition started. You know, how many signatures do you think we need to get some of this stuff changed? That's what I want to know. But um, yeah, so scheduling committee. Maybe next year we just you know give the Broncos their one allotted primetime game like everybody gets. Like you know, give them that Thursday night game in you know early November. That's like what the Jacksonville Jags always get or something like that. I mean, no one wants to see this team. So, you know, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm just tired of listening to them. That's for sure.